breakfast at Fish and Ease. Dallas Cowboys report live every morning at 720 Central Time, taking you inside Dallas Cowboys as they hang out with the Los Angeles Chargers. They hang out in Los Angeles all day today. It'll be a long day. Bree Amaranthus of the 75 member staff is there in Los Angeles. And so uh, she is hanging out with the Cowboys as well. And we will keep you posted throughout the day here on the Fish Report and at CowboysSI.com as we take you up to kickoff. Uh, a couple quick items. We'll get into uh, three to watch in terms of uh, Cowboys personnel tonight. But first, the talk of the NFL, uh, Cowboys and more right now is nobody's perfect. And what happened in Sunday week six almost happened to the Bills, but uh, directly impacting Dallas, it did happen to the 49ers. It did happen to the Eagles. And we can go into, you know, I watch film deep dive on all this, but the overall impression as you're watching these two clubs is, uh, well, there's a handful of things. One, there's an injury vulnerability. Debo comes out of that thing not doing well. McCaffrey comes out of that thing with an oblique problem, goes back in the game and has to come out again. Uh-oh. Now, we have certainly seen the Cowboys have firsthand knowledge of this. Uh, it happened last week, and it happened to some degree in the game in Cleveland in which the 49ers lose. That that kid they're putting in at running back because they don't have Elijah, he's a, he's, he's a special teamer. He's barely a running back. And if Trent Williams is company, Trent Williams was a little dinged up too. If, if they're doing their thing, then uh, then he still has his level of productivity because their, their running game is good that way. But uh, a shaky health report on Debo, a shaky health report on uh, Christian McCaffrey, that's, that's a vulnerability. That's football. Next. <laughs> psychological vulnerability did did these two teams go into these two games 49ers and Eagles going eh we we got them maybe but that's a that's a vulnerability too and then of course in the end they didn't got them uh the 49ers and the Eagles had a bunch of things very much in common first of all they did not if if you took the names off the jerseys or the colors off the jersey you would not have thought these are two undefeated powerhouses Brock Purdy looked like just a guy Jalen Hurts as you guys are pointing out he's got seven interceptions so far so I guess turnovers are in his DNA is there going to be and I don't blame you for asking this you don't have to be a Dak supporter. You can be a Cowboy supporter and simply wonder this. Will the national media now heap the same abuse on Jalen Hurts that they heap on Dak? Will they heap the same abuse on Kyle Shanahan that they heap on Mike McCarthy? A couple of Irishmen. You already know the answer. Uh, there's not as much TV money in uh, ripping Kyle Shanahan. 
as there is ripping a cowboy coach and there's not as much TV money in ripping an eagle as there is a cowboy. But you know and I know that they have earned those guys, those teams now, the same level of criticism that the Cowboys have earned. I suppose you could say, well, the Cowboys did it twice. No, not really. Cowboys did it once, just like these two teams have. The loss of the 49ers still comes at the hands of a better team. The fact that the 49ers looked awful yesterday doesn't make the Cowboys better. It makes the Cowboys' chances better, but it doesn't make the Cowboys better. In fact, you can argue, if you really want to be cynical about it, that the vulnerability demonstrated by the 49ers yesterday is something the Cowboys should have been able to exploit seven days ago. Whatever the Browns did, why didn't the Cowboys do that? Maybe an oversimplification, but I understand that sentiment. So it, it doesn't change the fact that the 49ers are better than you, but it does explain the loss to Arizona. Cowboys lost to Arizona. 49ers lost to Cleveland with P.J. Walker at quarterback. No, I don't know. And the Eagles lose a game in which you talk about looking like they're traveling uphill all day. That was them. And the unsinkable A.J. Brown and a lot of other guys on that roster are special players, just like the 49ers have theirs and just like the Cowboys have theirs. But those three teams now, all of a sudden, look a little bit more the same, don't they? And the lesson learned here, and it's not a new lesson, Killa, $5 pitch in, fix the run game, open up the pass game. No one's scared of our running back group. We need a guy. Killa, you're not, I, I appreciate you. You're not going to acquire a running back better than Tony Pollard. It's not, you're not trading for a running back better than Tony Pollard. That's not happening. So you better make this $10 million running back work. By the way, we'll get to Tony Pollard in a moment. Thanks for your contribution. Nobody's perfect. As good as the 49ers looked, you know, again, let's let's look at the body of work now. What did the 49ers do to the Cowboys? Same thing the Cowboys have done to multiple opponents. Bludgeon them. Hey, but the Jets suck. Do they? We said at the time, even when the Cowboys were in the process of winning that game, that the Jets' defense does not stink. And if the Eagles didn't know that, on Sunday morning, they know it now. The number of really bad teams in the NFL, it's a very short list. The number of really good teams in the NFL, it's a very short list. And today, the Cowboys are now about 17 hours away from proving that they belong on that list. The, the top list, not the bottom list. Mike Beasy, Uncle Fish Premium. Hey, how do I get to circle in the star and be Uncle Fish Premium? Ask the fellas, I'll show you how. So since the Eagles lost to a team we blew out, does that mean we're better by proxy? And it's too bad it doesn't work that way, but it doesn't work that way in the standings because again, better than is only measured by one thing. It's not, measured, it's not measured by what 
ESPN says, it's measured by the standings. But the Cowboys wake up this morning, surely, in a hotel in Southern California with smiles on their faces, knowing that an opening has just been created for them. Uh, legitimate point by Chucky Joe. This isn't the first time the Eagles have looked vulnerable this year. That's correct. And so often, this happened to them last year too. They, they, would, they would play poorly for way too long and then just out-talent you. And yesterday, they couldn't quite do it that way. Bill Kay with a $2 pitch into the brief on a one-year anniversary. Maybe. Or your first uh, contribution to the live. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, Stang, Jets played pretty good defense. And the Jets are capable of good defense. And yesterday, Garrett Wilson can play. The running back can play. Eagles had their hands full there. James Worley, fix. Uh, Fish, you fixing to go for a jog? I'm going to the gym. As a matter of fact, thanks for asking. Alex, but we won't hear those teams get abused by the national media. All, all the more reason to not care too much. Frisco information versus Bristol information. Richard Rigg, is Dak playing this way because he wants out? Richard, you mean Dak threw an interception on purpose because he doesn't like Dallas? Why is no one asking this question? Richard, the reason no one's asking that question is because it's a nonsensical question. Jimmy, the Eagles secondary can be beat. Uh, Jalen Carter didn't play yesterday up front and Darius Slay didn't play uh, at cornerback. That helps. But you know what's, what has gotten forgotten? Gotten forgotten? Yes, that is a thing. Cowboys are playing without Trayvon Diggs. And they've, they've, they've had to just move on and plow forward, I do think, and Micah conceded this possibility, that the Arizona loss was directly related to the emotional suck of Diggs' injury. Now, it's not that Bland hasn't been good. I think Bland has been and will be good. But game of attrition, this NFL. So you don't have Diggs. They didn't have Slay. They didn't have Carter. McCaffrey's got an oblique problem. How's Debo? Josh Allen went in for x-rays last night on his shoulder after the game. On and on and on we go. Now, to the three guys to watch tonight. By the way, we'll have uh, full coverage for you all day long at CowboysSI.com and, of course, here as well. And uh, we will do the uh, O Fish O pregame show 6 p.m. tonight live central time taking you uh, right up to kickoff. So hang out with us if you want to, or you can watch some national pregame show that doesn't know what 67,000 of us know. Kickoff 715, SoFi, 
Briamaranthus is there for us representing. Chargers are two and two. Well rested. They had the bye week. Uh, Kellen Moore chomping at the bit, as Jerome Kerr said the other day. But we're chomping. By the way, chomping is spelled with an A for your young people at home. It's not chomping. It's chomping. Now, I don't know. It's an A. Eh, uh, we like to talk about classroom and uh, barroom. Okay, that's a little too much classroom. Nobody cares. <laughs> Guy number one, Tony Pollard. The Cowboys aren't making very much of this. And he doesn't want much made out of it. And maybe it's nothing. His shoulder is a little balky is the medical term I like to use. B-A-L-K-Y. Five games in. 340 yards, two touchdowns, 81 carries, 4.3 yards per carry. Chargers don't do very much well on defense. Uh, Their numbers against the run aren't bad. How about let's use Tony Pollard. Shoulder okay. Catching the football tonight. Why is this a a nice mesh? Uh, Pollard. 19 catches, 96 yards this season. Really good. As you know. At catching the ball out of the backfield and then making something happen. This fits the Texas Coast offense, which has been criticized greatly from the nickname on down, and it deserves it, deserves the criticism after the things have gone wrong in the red zone. At some point, the ball needs to go vertical. The throw can still be horizontal, but the ball needs to go vertical. Short passes to Tony Pollard is a horizontal throw that become a vertical play. And guess what? The Chargers will give up yardage to pass-catching running backs. Fifth most in the league against pass-catching running backs. Josh Jacobs, who is more of a plotter type, certainly compared to Tony Pollard, uh, last time these two teams had a chance to show off this point, Josh Jacobs, eight catches for 81 yards. I'm not, I'm not able to predict that the Cowboys are going to deploy Pollard as a backfield receiver. I'm not going to predict that they will. I'm going to predict that they should. Guy number two, Jake Ferguson. Uh, if you watched the NFL yesterday, I'm sure you did. Lance F, $10 pitching. Fish, good morning from Kuwait. I think we need to go into this game carefully. We were too arrogant against San Francisco. If we turn Dak loose, maybe we win. It's an interesting theory about Dak. Maybe you don't turn him loose and you win. And I'm not trying to just be a contrarian, nor am I being a Dak basher. You'll notice my two guys that I'm citing here as key on offense are not run Nine route guys. I did Tony Pollard, now to Jake Ferguson. Uh, if you watched the weekend, you saw uh, our old friend Dalton Schultz down in Houston. He did it again, caught another touchdown pass. I think that's three straight as the Texans are trying to thern- turn things around down there. Jake Ferguson, 
has been a security blanket guy. He also last week is the guy who said, I texted Dak and told him, well, we, we've got your back till the wheels fall off is what his text said. And then he told uh, the media, he said, I, I, my job is to run a, through a brick wall for that guy and I will do that. There can be room over the middle to work against the Chargers defense. They're not good against tight ends. And Ferguson's been pretty good on third down. Seven catches for 71 yards and a touchdown and four first down conversions on third down for Ferguson. So CeeDee Lamb, squeaky wheel, a more exciting idea. And what, what, what CeeDee Lamb, would not be great? Catch him, catch him 65 yard touchdown pass. Yay, great. But the reliability of Ferguson so Dak doesn't have to unleash. Dak winning a game as a bus driver is a way better idea to me than saying, Dak, go win the game by putting it all on your shoulders. Squeaky wheel, CD lamp. Took issue in last week's 42 to 10 loss at San Francisco due to his lack of participation. And so it's a pretty good prediction that Dallas will force the ball to C.D. Lamb in an effort to pacify, <clears throat> I mean, balance things. But the Cowboys also need to make sure to play strength versus weakness here. And strength versus weakness can feature Tony Pollard as a receiver of the backfield and the tight end Jake Ferguson. Uh, in running conservative, move the chain routes. Ricky C, bus drivers rarely win Super Bowls. Ricky, I'm not trying to win a Super Bowl today. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that's not the goal today. The goal today is to reflect on what happened Sunday and take advantage of it today. Uh, I'm not going to get into the Amari Cooper debates. Again, we broke the story on CowboysSI.com of why the Cowboys front office wanted to divorce Amari Cooper. It, it's, on, it's everywhere on Google if anybody wants to know the answers. Zemeron, something will need to change before this team wins any Super Bowls. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Cowboy Nation, Fishheads and Cowboy Nation, by the way, please hit the like button. It beats the algorithms and tells YouTube that we want our Cowboys power. And they give you Cowboys power. Stephen Hamilton is right. Don't reflect back to, don't reflect back to last Sunday, but do reflect back to this Sunday. But yeah, start, start moving forward now. And we talked about get rid of the rear view mirror, tear it off your window, tear it off the dashboard and throw it away. You're done with that now. But at the same time, the look, the, the Super Bowl talk, I, I still think it's part of the problem here. The constant Super Bowl talk. This isn't about the Super Bowl this weekend. This is about week six. This is about keeping pace. This, this is about beating a team that you're better than, and you are, two and a half point favorites on the road. It's about keeping pace with the Eagles and the 49ers and establishing that in the standings, 
you have a chance to stick with the 49ers, not on the field, but in the standings. And the, and the Eagles, you can play with the Eagles all day long. Don't worry about the Super Bowl. We'll, 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 we'll cross, let's cross that seemingly impossible, unaccessible, almost invisible bridge when we get there. Let's figure out how to handle tonight. And here's one way to handle tonight defensively. Uh, here comes Austin Eckler. And again, off the bye, he says he's 99% probability for suiting up. He's playing. High ankle sprain uh, in week one. This was against the Dolphins. I don't think I need to remind you that, that Austin Eckler can play. In that game before he got hurt against the mighty, mighty Dolphins, 16 carries, 117 yards, and one touchdown. You might want to hope that he has some rust tonight. He is a force in every way. Now, what do you do against him? I don't think teams spy the way they once did. I don't think that's in vogue right now. He can certainly be a mismatch in space. What do you do against Austin Eckler as a dual threat? I think the Cowboys are still bothered strategy-wise that George Kittle last week didn't get chased around by drawn curse. That's what the Cowboys, that's one of their foundational things here is that curse can take away the tight end. And last week, they, it, they almost didn't even try to do it. Uh, Huff makes a great point. A couple years ago, Cowboys put a cornerback in a spy sort of position on Kamara. Was it, was it Jordan Lewis? Can Curse do that? Does a slot corner do that? You know, Herbert's going to give you fits. The uh, Keenan Allen's going to give you fits. Those things are real. Kellen Moore, by the way, chomping at the bit to prove something, but shouldn't shouldn't your head coach who helped coordinate his departure, as did the owner Jerry Jones? I mean, isn't isn't Mike McCarthy? Chomping at the bit too. Thanks, Huff. It was Jordan Lewis. Yeah. So, can you use a safety or a slot corner? Jordan Lewis, Curse, to chase around Eckler, to try to negate Eckler. He is a mismatch in space. We, we know that Micah Parsons is going to be a chess piece tonight, and it'll be fascinating to watch. How much does he play edge? How much does he play linebacker? How much, if you put him at linebacker, are you taking him away from one of your great weapons? Uh, if you have Micah Parsons chase around Eckler, that can work too. I don't think Hurst had a very good game last week. And uh, good of him, he met with the media this week and talked about 
staying focused and talked about, hey, we, I, I, really, I really like what he said. I, I didn't agree with it when he said, we're still a great defense. I didn't like that much. But something that he said that was very insightful, and I'll close with this. He says, we have 12 games now to prove that we can earn the right to play for the 49ers, to play the 49ers again. We have 12 games to prove that we deserve to earn the right to go to the playoffs. 49ers, Eagles, whatever. That's the right attitude. Now turn that on the Chargers. Fish out. Thank you.